Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to Red Wings Right, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Matt Marzell, um, Edmondson, Johansson, Soderblom, because honestly, that's where Matt, you two... forgot another name. Line up. Adam Ernie. Yeah, baby, lock him up. I think it's time for another Ernie extension because he's <laughs> earned it. <laughs> um, what do we want to say here? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was gonna say that's where that's where all the YouTube searches are at. Everybody wants to talk about Edmondson and Johansson and Soderblom, so that's where I guess that's where we're gonna have to keep the conversation. Also, Mo Cider, pretty good hit. Um, I started sharing shorts uh to our youtube channel we got 2000 hits on a cider video and then uh, i think 600 on the next one but people were down they were down voting it uh yeah i didn't i didn't know how you'd be served up a cider hit and then you'd give it a thumbs down i thought we were we were all on board with was it one of the ones in chicago yeah i think actually um was it somebody want to hear it this good podcasting does anybody want to hear me pull up and read our stats from our podcast we don't need the exact stats i was just wondered if it was the one where he was hit he hit the uh who was that for the blackhawks and then the blackhawks announced team was like oh what a hit we got on cider bingo he's not getting oh, up from that one it's the one that didn't do great was the uh was the goal um that kubalik kubalik put in and more cider got the assist so the one that, let's see, the one that is doing good. Uh oh, uh oh, oh no! Man, oh, it's, audio. it's got sound. <laughs> no, we don't need we don't need sound. You. That's a wrap for us. You silly goose. Um, yeah, that's what it was, and I'm not gonna take the time to figure out how to. So it's it's just not ideal. It's a it's a YouTube short, so I'm not gonna pull it up. You guys know what hit we're talking about. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, we got a lot of big news today, man. 
Got another big game coming here in another uh, little little bit. Yeah, seven um, o'clock. So it's six. We started recording at six thirty. Another game coming out at uh, seven. Um, just a, an opportunity for us to give you guys news that we might actually have learned more about by morning. Um, <laughs> Want to say hi real quick, Eric's aboard. What's going on, Eric? Hi guys. Uh, Chewy's aboard. What's going Chewy. on, Chewy? Charlie's here. What's going on, Charlie? Uh, so we're a little short on topics, but we do have some stuff to talk about. Um, so if you guys want to ask about anything, just throw it out there. Casey McIntyre. Hey, let's go. Uh, Craig McDonald. What's going on, my man, Craig? Hey, um, CMD. Haven't seen Craig in a minute. What's up, Craig? So our lineup tonight is it's it's it, it includes Soderblom. Uh, so we could be happy. Uh, El- Elmer's in there. You don't want to. You uh, don't want to tee that up like uh, like John Keating. You know the Red Wings tonight will have a tall order if they're going to win tonight's game, and that tall order will be a little easier with six foot eight Elmer Soderblom. <laughs> does that lead into an interview with Elmer, or just is that his Red Wings pick of the night? You know how they do um, the. Yeah, they do have a, a pick of the night. Yeah, we could do a, a Soderblom interview where we ask him colorful questions, and then he says, sometimes I drink coffee before game. <laughs> and other times, throws, if, it's, if it's big game, I have a sweet. So. Craig throws out there, Filano's looking good. He's going to look great in Grand Rapids, brother. Woo! We're, can't wait. We're gonna, yeah, we're going we're gonna to throw out... Um, Max Boltman threw out his uh, his lineups. I think we might have touched on it a little bit last week, too, but uh, where we were talking about who we thought was going to make it, and I think we actually lined up pretty good besides our feelings on Soderblom. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to get pretty close to lining up, but uh, for us and for Max, and I, I like to qualify it that way because, um, you know, I do title insurance. Um, I, I market title insurance for a career, Mike. You, um, do you do you do, you do the title insurance or you do, do you do the underwriting or are you part of escrow? I just, uh, I like to be the Creed Bratton of the office. Creed, ah. you do something that's right, boss. Um, Bobby who wants to see escrow. a foot with uh, four toes? You know, <laughs> are you isn't it Quabity Ashuance? Isn't that what you are yeah, a part of? I, sh- I should learn what that is. Qua, qua, qua something. I can never remember. <laughs> Quabity. Um, that, I, that's the only Creed line I'll always remember is Quabity. Um, well, Murdoch's board. What's uh, going on, Murdoch? Oh, that's a that's a really great thumbnail. Um, yeah, Boltman's uh, projected lineup is a bit of a bummer uh, for people like me and people who are fans of this show. Ah, ah, there it is. Because I know we wanted to get, um, you know, we had those fantasies of Soderblom making it or uh you know Bergeron making it uh, yeah. hey chewy with a foot with four toes my man <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know Boltman doesn't see it uh no I'm a little bummed because Soderblom started out really hot the first two games and then it kind of feels like they're letting other guys get ice time and Ernie is having the preseason of his life um when mm-hmm. I thought that here Giovanni Smith would be the easy um instead ernie is looking like you know i still deserve a spot god damn it um so yeah he kind of looks like the viper uh going up against the mountain in uh like season four of game of thrones so hopefully soda 
ends up triumphing at the end by squishing Ernie's head like a tree. I know what you're. I know what you're doing. I know what you're saying. But is it? Yeah. Is it in in regard like regarding? It's all about the size. That is all it's about. Point because he he's kind of selling us, right? I mean, he's definitely selling Lalone right now. On this is the way to go. Um, oh, Silver wants to know if we're live. Yes, Silver, we're live. We're oh, live. No, wouldn't it be crazy if we weren't live and we were just we had that planned out where we have a fake account for Silver that's asking the question. We'd be live. Um, I was hoping Silver would have a typo in his comment. He's like, let me do that again. And we'd have to go, so, we're live, buddy. <laughs> the little psycho said Jim Ross there. But anyway. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of what Max threw out there, so we can read it line by line here, looks like what we were sharing from like JFresh. Very, when very JFresh pragmatic. was just doing, yeah, yeah, JFresh was putting together the, uh, how does this work out when you just order these guys by like best war percentage? And uh, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, Bingo, Bingo, you got your first line. Uh, Peron, Cop, and Verana, your second line. And of course, of course, I'm reading these left wing to right wing. Uh, Zadina, Rasmussen, Kubelik, and your fourth line: Adam Ernie, Few Suter, Oscar Sundquist. Fourth line gets the least amount of minutes. Should be the least of our concerns. But like you said, Mike, it did kind of feel like Ernie. Like we we were almost done. Uh, it felt like we were good to go, and then uh, we got this. Oof. We got this one from Derek. And I look, look. We spent so much time defending Jeffy Boy, Jeff Jeffy B, Jeff Flash, the Blashinator, um, and just telling you guys like. And I, this is ugh, before I get started here. Let me say. This has what I'm about to say has nothing to do with like a judgment on Derek Lalonde. What while we we did say many funny things about the quotes that Jeff would give us, uh, very rarely were, did we like say like, oh, the difference is always going to be the new head coach. It's not going to be just new players. We need a new coach in there to get Joe Valeno to step up. Like we we questioned some of the abilities of those players now some one thing ladies and gentlemen that was a sticking point with jeff and you want to talk about you want to talk about a sticking point now you're going to read this quote about ernie but the picture (laughs) you found of lalone he looks (laughs) speaking of sticky he looks like me watching the people making the cinnabons at the mall he looks like he's looking at the most delicious thing he's ever seen in his life yeah you guys are doing yourself a disservice right now if you're not watching the youtube show (laughs) So I I purposefully, while watching the game, uh, through Bally Sports Plus, by the way, um, saw this picture. I watched it a million times. I think I have a gif of this, too, and I'm really hoping that uh, he'll – it actually turns out he's licking his lips, like, just – But uh, the point we're coming to, besides this goofy picture of Derek, and it was perfect for this quote, is uh, – it's a, I mean, it's exactly this. Uh, you look at someone who's having a good camp right now, Adam Ernie. If you recall, two games ago, he gets two goals. And we flip him and Pontus, just give Andreasen a look with some different players. And then the line, Adam went on, drove the offense. And, and, and he didn't say this, but if I were Max, I would have added in parentheses in the preseason. But 
So <laughs> the, the conclusion I'm coming to is that uh, both Derek and Jeff Blaschel would have come to the same conclusion uh, that Adam Ernie belonged on this team. So um, <laughs> here we are. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to do this every time there's like a decision that Derek has made and it lines up with the Jeffy boy decision. But um, this seems like fun. I did want to point it out and we're so far over one on the Adam Ernie decisions. Uh, Cause it does look like we're leaning into giving him a spot. On the team. Now this is a management decision plus coaching. So it's not like it's, it's only on Derek here, which we always mention with Jeffy boy, but um, yeah. God damn it all to hell. You had if you were making if you were lining up a, a list of like all right you're making Dylan Larkin decisions all right check you made the right one he's on the first line <laughs> all right you also have to make Lucas Raymond decisions all right check you got more insider decisions easy these are easy decisions but Mike some decisions are tough but some still seem obvious despite anything that would happen to push you in the other direction it's still an easy decision. And that Adam Ernie one seemed like an easy one, but God damn it all to hell, here we are. I think the problem, Matt, is that there's no members of Red Wings rant with a press pass. Uh, because if I would have heard this quote, <laughs> you look at someone who's having a good camp right now, Adam Ernie, if you recall, two games ago, he gets two goals. Playing with Soderblom! Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he just would have combusted. Um, you know, it wasn't that Ernie was. Yeah, it wasn't that Ernie was open because everybody was guarding the eight foot five forward. <laughs> it was, it was Adam Ernie and his craftiness that we've come to know and love. Uh, it wasn't that that the defense of the other team was a, a series of orcs and urukai jumping on an end, and he was a wide open hobbit with nobody coming to attack him. No, it had nothing to do with that at all. Um. Yeah, it was it was just Ernie's skill. Murdoch, get used to it, because he, as long as he's healthy, he's got a job here. Uh, Dan B Dan was B. my favorite comment so far. Ernie, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I, like, I like that a lot. I mean, I don't, but you know what I mean. And this is what I was uh, coming to as well with uh, with Ernie and kind of calling out. Was it uh, Soderblom that seemed to be getting all the attention and leaving Ernie open? Or was it the consistent high level of offensive production we've come to know, uh, know from Ernie? And of course, that's not true. And as Silver points out, uh, Ernie, well, I'll say this. I won't go as far as Silver. Ernie is fantastic if he's there every night. But he's not, and that's the reality. And to kind of, I'll say it, it's good to have an Adam Ernie when he's on like that 10-game point streak. But it's never great. To have an Let's, Adam Ernie. Uh, let me it's... push back on that. Let me push back on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, how many po- how many points do you think Ernie scored last season? How many did it feel like? So then just just do that. Twelve. Matt, he actually got nineteen points. Wow. Ooh. So we talk about him being on the ice. How many games do you think Ernie played? Sixty. Matt, he played almost the entire season. He played oh, 79 games, 79 games, and he got 19 <laughs> points. I, I'm i not going to harp on him for points. I, I, it's it's also not part of his role. But No, but. I don't want to give him a spot on the team because a couple of pucks bounced off his stick. I, that's my problem. 
it just i don't know i mm. this is what this was like the the perfect perfect storm scenario to keep soderblom in grand rapids is bernie getting a few goals and you know making lalon lalone look like he's you know on the glass at cinnabon so it's gonna have to be a little bit patient um but man i do have a question i do have a question for you here oh okay. um yeah i hope you're ready because yeah. i know you love impromptu questions Go for um it. as much as we love boltman it's a you know uh, an opinion with a lot of research behind it he did kind of take the chicken poop away out and he still had andrew cop um in the top 12 and cop is i think it's going to be really tough to see him on opening night who is going to take that roster spot if cop still needs a little bit of time to recuperate or recuperate? I so he is practicing and we know that and I feel like he's and he has been practicing with those uh what we're looking at here David Perron if you guys are watching on YouTube and Verana he's been practicing with a quite a few folks but I think that's where he's leaning into that um I think it still makes sense to keep cop out uh but eventually you have to put him in there so um, I feel like, I don't know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So if he feel, if he's ready, if he's healthy, if he's a hundred percent, I say play him. If he's not, there's no point in rushing cop because we have all, you are this huge. You're taking this question a completely different route. Um, oh. who is first one up opening night? I think first one up is Joe Valeno. You hate that answer. I, but I hate believe it that answer. To be true. Yeah. I really thought because I... I, I know that when they list these guys, they they, <laughs> yeah. they get a little creative with the like position in posi position in the position diversity um, <laughs> yeah. and flexibility. because um, I mean they list Bergeron as a wing and a center. Um I, as much as we love him, I don't I don't know if he's ever gonna be a center for the Red Wings, but it just gave me a little bit of hope that he'd be one of the first guys up, but it, it probably is going to be Valeno. And then I guess the question then would be, who would be the second line center? Is it Suter or Rasmussen? Sorry. If Cobb is heard, not playing. I just heard my wife running through the house and yelling no. I mean, they're kids, man. They get in <laughs> trouble. It's going to be fine. I used to okay. bash you in the head of a right. baseball bat. Look how you turned out. All right, let me get back into it. Cop, yeah. he's out. What was the uh, what was the question? It was like, right, uh, cop is out. Your wife is running around with a knife, chasing a, a break in <laughs> into your house. No, uh, <laughs> who, who gets that spot on the second line center, man? Um, okay, with uh, with Valeno in there, I think uh, we just knock everybody up a line here. So Rasmussen will go to line number two. Suter's going to go to three, and then Valeno's taking over number four. Oof. Now, I, I'll say this. If Soderblom and Berggren, let's just throw that name in there, are getting sent down to the minors, I don't think it's because they performed poorly. I think it's because they want them down there to get something in line, something straightened out. So I don't think that player gets called up immediately. Joe Valeno has been up and down, and Mike, we might kind of know what we've got with Joe Valeno. That's why I would peg him as, like, the first name to come up. Because, like, what else are we going to teach Joe Valeno? You need another year <laughs> you need another year in Grand Rapids to light up 
you know, your minor league opponent only to come up and kind of get stifled and just not see the puck go in the back of the net. Like that's, that's fine for filling out the fourth line. Like why not? And I'm not saying Joe can't like surprise us this year. Um, but I, I I'll say that I, I think there's, if they aren't making the team, it's because they need something to get sorted out. I'm not, maybe I'm not smart enough to put a finger on what exactly that is, but on the, like the macro view of that decision, it just doesn't seem like, well, no, you're, you didn't, we see some things we want to iron out, but then the second there's an injury, you're coming up. Now, that being said, they come up eventually. And I think it would have purpose. I think it would be like, um, oh God, I think it would be long-term sort of injuries, but I think when it's going to be something short-term like this, where it seems like cop is like right on the, the edge of, of, of arriving. <laughs> so cops edging, right. And, uh, he's about to arrive. Uh, but yeah, if it, if it's, if it's something longer term, and I think we're looking at the second injury on the team, that's where those names come up. Uh, but if it's going to be like a short stint and we don't know if this person's even going to be playing, you know, two weeks from now, then I think it's Joe Valeno. Hmm. Now, Murdoch came up with a great point, and Murdoch, I love you to death for this comment. Uh, Elmer has to make the team so that he can get the Little Caesars franchise grade at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> of course, our favorite episode to do every year is the uh, the grades by Little Caesars pizza items. Um, Murdoch, you're the man for bringing that up. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's not like, oh, is this the most fun conversation in the world? But I, I'm, like, trying to put... I'm trying to put a level head on and answer based on like that, again, that decision to send to not put Soderblom in the opening night lineup. Do you think that this question is less fun because of cops position? Like if we were down a wing, I think it would be a little bit more interesting. Like you, you could almost guarantee that like you'd get a Bergren or a, a Soderblom cameo. Yeah, and the scary thing too, I I might even unless they're moved off of the franchise, I might even guess that Giovanni Smith might come up first. All right, real real talk, real quick. Brad just throws out there. Matt just used arriving in place of coming. Is that not? That's what happens after you have yeah after you have two kids, you start (laughs) saying arriving. Um. All right, where were we? Did we talk uh, about the defense yet? No. I, see, the defense for me is not as exciting. I, f- I feel like it's already kind of set in stone that Edmondson would just have to completely crap the bed to not make the opening night roster. So he's he's in. Um, there's no way Mo, Sherratt, you know, Mata, and Peronic, and Lindstrom, and Osterley in some capacity will make the team. So it was just whether or not Edmondson crapped the bed or not. Th- this is what we put out, like what we put together, like, I don't know what the day after free agency on that episode, this yeah. is exactly what we put together. So not a lot has changed. However, I did like what Max pointed out and we don't really have like a ton of analytics that we can create ourselves. So I had to, uh, I had to steal this from Max, but this is the kind of stuff we like to go over episode by episode. But, uh, Max points out the wild card for that defense is Albert. <laughs> who we mentioned at the top of the show we wanted to discuss. Uh, Johansson, uh, he would have assumed would have started in Grand Rapids, 
but it's actually put up some of the strongest underlying numbers, as we like to call them our advanced analytics, on the team in the preseason. Detroit's shot share with him on the ice is 60%. And for expected goals for percentage, that number jumps above 70%. Uh, Max goes on to say, I certainly am not going to get caught up with those numbers for a couple of preseason games, but they're further positive indicators for Johansson that after, after a good camp. So here's the thing we've talked about um, when he was, when he was going to be coming to town and we're talking about Albert that what he showed in the SHL is like a player that looked to be ready to go. And we were talking about hot takes a couple weeks ago that Albert would make the team before Simon. I think what you're seeing is just evidence that there, there's probably enough of a case that it could be like, like a toss up in regards to those two names. And you get, I would say similar production uh, from the team on a whole inserting one name or the other. It's another thing too with Albert being a little bit older than Simon. I might lean in that direction myself at this point, especially with him with the test he's gotten so far. These numbers kind of make it look like a no-brainer. But that's exactly what Max said. You can't make it a no-brainer based off of advanced analytics, but that is one thing to point out <laughs> that uh he's yeah. getting more shots than the opponent. We've talked about how he's been uh, a part of some spectacular looking passes like we showed in uh, last week's episode. You guys can check that out. So I just, you know, we've seen, we've seen like the talent level there. We've seen the numbers there. I, th I think it's a good option. I think it's something to keep in mind. And I think it's something where a name like Osterly has a pretty short leash for me. And, uh, you know, I, I would consider, too, with some of the question marks on this team, kind of thinking wrong side shot as well, uh, just to see if we can insert an Albert in there or even, you know, figuring out some way to get get these guys to uh, to kind of work out on the roster here. But things seem to be going well. And we, you know, Albert's been pegged uh, by our own development team um, as someone who's been ready to go maybe even last season and they wanted to give him that extra year. And um, maybe not, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, when I say ready to go, I mean, they were talking about him coming to North America. He was ready to be in North America and get that game rolling. I think there's contract issues, what have you. But anyway, Albert's come over. You could make the argument by these advanced analytics has had one of the best preseasons for all the defensemen. So why not? Well, I think the only think getting in his way is isn't he a left side defenseman yeah that's where i'm talking about so, yeah so it would have to be edmondson. Put him in there yeah it would have to be edmondson i guess um i mean i guess you could you know make him the seventh guy with osterly but eh, i think Can i, I kind of like osterly being what ambidextrous just oh, like the zodiac killer like filling in on both sides yeah yeah he's just like the zodiac killer who is ambidextrous um oh, exactly I'm sure yeah, Jordan would little, love to hear that. Yeah, a little fun nugget there. Um, so it kind of, it, it kind of stinks because the spot he would have to take is Edmondson's, who would have to have like some rookie blues, and they send him down to, you know, figure some stuff out. And Eric uh, Johnson like saying these... he uh, wouldn't be against um, Albert being in Detroit. So 
Yeah, yeah, I like I like this comment. GLJ comes aboard. What's going on, GLJ? Uh, Gustav Lindstrom seems like a placeholder. If uh, the Wings could find that good right side D, yeah, we really liked that's that's a good point for two reasons, and I like this comment. I think you're right, GLJ, but it's a good comment as well because we loved Gustav's numbers at the start of last year. So of course, I think it's a good reminder for all of us. Me, most importantly, to not get too excited about Albert's uh, advanced analytics. About a small sample size. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We need to see the season start to finish because we saw Gustav kind of tail off uh, at the end of last season. Um, Jared threw out there that Mike crapped the bed once. Okay. It was more. It was more than once, Jared. <laughs> one one time. Um, yeah. Chewy throw it out there. Bianca Batuka, six foot four right hand shot. Yeah, I don't think that's going too great um, <laughs> for Jeremy. Um, yeah, Chewy, I don't know oh, if you saw no. that. There's that little nugget about uh, it looks like Chicago is ready to give him an offer too. Uh, another good point here from Murdoch. Uh, Heronic has already made some bad plays, and it's only the preseason. Not confident he'll progress much. Yeah, I think you've got to finish product in Heronic. So it just depends on uh, that contract expiring. Does it ever look appealing to another team? I'm really itchy right now. I don't know if you can tell I'm like itching all over. Um, I thought it was because of that tea kettle going off in the background. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, there's there's a little guy. Your, your, your podcast tea is ready. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Heronic, man, Murdoch, it's... I think that's what is that awesome point number three for Murdoch? But yeah, Heronic, I mean he's he's basically for us what looks like a finished product, but he's he's uh he's gonna be a statue getting a lot of pigeon poop because he's not going anywhere. Um not for you know four million a year, uh, for for an okay defenseman. Yeah, I, I guess that's where that's where I come in and, and ask the question about playing some of these guys on the wrong side because it feels like there are a lot of options, and simultaneously, I hate everyone <laughs> besides Ford Cider on our <laughs> like besides Edmondson and besides Cider. I kind of I hate the other four defensemen in uh, in our three pairs. So um, it's so it's so weird that it feels like oh, there's nowhere to put these guys. But then at the same time, it's, it's like uh, God, I fucking hate this whole. Thing. I'm kind of listen. I'm kind of cheating. Because yeah. Larkin has not signed an extension yet. Bertuzzi's not signed an extension yet. But after this season, Matt Heronic is the number five salary for your Detroit Red Wings at 4.4 mil. Number five on the entire team. Woo! Yeah, that's where it comes in, where it's like, I think we know like we could upgrade uh on your second pairing right side defenseman uh it'd be great to have like a heronic on your third pair but yeah the, uh, uh, the problem uh the problem with trades is that you also need a willing uh partner so that's where i was going so that's where i was like all right heronic's on this team as long as the contract is still on and if it ever becomes more appealing which it could could become more appealing if, if the you uh, starts to shoot up which... if, you, if if we end up you know giving up on tyler bertuzzi matt I mean, yeah. he's the Cabrera, and Heronic is the Dentrell Willis that you have to throw in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where we're going to talk about, like, the Dylan Arkin future contract. But I think that's one element that people forget, too. Like, they're, we don't like the Heronic contract. 
I think it's it's fair to say, even though we haven't seen a game, a regular season game from Sharath, that that nationally, I mean internationally, I guess, right? Because like, you have to say American coverage and Canadian coverage, um, was an overpay. But once those contracts or once that salary cap starts going up, those are going to be very movable, fine contracts for what they are. You know, like um, there are some points uh, for like Barzell's contract going out that uh, we wanted to bring to Dylan Larkin's contract. Um, the future of what what holds for his contract. But um, I think that's an element like we're always talking about how, how are players going to use this to get paid more. But we haven't talked about like some of these longer term ink deals um, are going to be a part of that salary cap increase too and you're gonna have a lot of flexibility with some of these deals um but you know it's also one of those things that could definitely hurt us you know bert dylan could take advantage of that um now that we know that's out there i think elliot friedman was uh strategic in letting it slip that we'll, we'll probably be increasing the salary cap by 10 million over the next couple of years <laughs> like that's said for the players. That's put out there as news for the players. So the players can turn around and say, well, yeah, if you want to pay me that much, it's that percentage right now, but it most certainly won't be that percentage two years from now. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to, we've got uh, Performance Art is aboard. Hola, Performance Art. Hey, Johnny uh, P. GLJ thrown out there. Modest interview uh, came out earlier today. He had good things to say about Heronic. But yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> I like that was that was kind of cute. Um Johnny P throws out there, what at at what does bulking up? So at what point does bulking up slow you down? I read that uh Valeno article this week, and I've been thinking about that for a long time. Not everybody should bulk up. It's player specific. I mean, I can't put a finger on that, but I know what you're saying, uh, Johnny. Like, is Valeno the guy that needed to bulk up, or did he need to focus on agility and speed? I think it's a good question. I think right now, what we like, what we saw of Valeno, you could make the argument that it was in need of a change. Had had you guys seen a finished product? Had you seen his application of the Joe Valeno player and thought to yourself, "Well, that's good to go." I I'm not gonna go too hard on Valeno beefing up because if he's gonna try and figure out okay if I'm gonna I think have that's a job what I'm saying but I mean if he's gonna have a, a long term career in the league is he closer to being an elite goal scorer or an elite like four checker and you know enforcer on the third or fourth line who's yeah. around for a long time so I think for him he's like you know you just admit what you're good at um, and we know he's gonna be a high effort guy like you know, bumping into people and causing chaos. So I, I, I agree with his decision to bulk up. I, I think it's a smart move on his part. Yeah. I guess I, my, my thing with saying, you know, did you think that he was a finished product is just kind of thrown out there. Like if he's going to make a change like that. And at your point too, when you, when those guys bulk up, that is like a safety concern as well. Like when you, when you do bulk up your body, you're, you're going to get injured less is it's not an exact yeah, formula, mean, um, but it's a thing. Um, well, I mean, like, look at pro wrestlers. Like, they take a lot of bumps on their back, and the guys who have longer careers are the ones who are 
they have more muscle and like protection over you know joints and um tendons over their spines um over their necks um you know look at uh brock lesnar who you know did a shooting star press and landed directly on his neck um and not only did he survive the match he won that match and continues to thrive today because he had so much muscle um yeah Johnny P throws out there too. It's actually the story is the opposite. So uh Valeno is debulking, which um I'd oh, be very careful. That's a, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I would not advise <laughs> that. Don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. <laughs> we both look at the guy and go, Yeah, that's scrawny piece of shit. He's gotta bulk up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was steps away from being an elite goal scorer. That's something where you can kind of say, All right. All right, Zadina, you know, you could work on, you know, agility or, you know, get with Verona and figure out how to get some more snap on your shot. But I didn't see it with Joe. I thought he had a longer path to becoming a goal scorer. I thought he was closer to being my third or fourth line guy that I can count on to ham it up. But (laughs) Joe disagrees with me. All right. um, We're going to pause here for a second. Looks like uh, the Wings game is getting started in in Washington. But uh, you you guys know what's about to come up. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. I mean, anything Red Wings, I think we got to take a look, boys. We got to take a look at that every game. Yeah. Uh, If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets, (laughs) like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for the details. All right. How did that sound? That was that was not uh, that was not practice. That, <laughs> that, was that, sounded, that sounded like a real ad right off the radio. It's amazing. All right. Justin's coming in. Coming in hot. With the transition here of a lifetime. Uh, I, I actually am going to pull up ye old Red Wings game for the corner of my eye here. Oh, my God. It froze the second I pull it up. All right. Justin throws out there. What do you think Dylan Larkin's next contract is going to look like? Well, that is a very timely. What? Uh, how, do you, how does one put that? Uh, the timing on this question is great. I don't care. All right. That's let's a, jump in. A timely segue. Here we go. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, Matt Barzell just signed an eight-year extension, came in at $9.15 million. All right, so we've talked about quite a few times, even before this contract came in, that we thought there was going to be some effect by the uh, increased salary cap and uh, basically just who Dylan Larkin is is going to put him, or I think a lot of people were telling us, Mike, that they were saying eight, uh, that we... We were saying nine and up. And now Matt Barzell's getting paid $9.15 million. And you have to ask yourself, would you rather have Matt Barzell or Dylan Larkin right now? And I think I'd lean Dylan Larkin. 
Now that's that's me. So basically, this is this is the game I love to play because people will look you dead in the eye and say, "Well, no, I, I'd rather have Dylan Larkin." Oh, so you think he should get paid more than <laughs> Matt Barzell? I didn't, I didn't say all no, that. That's ridiculous. No, no way. He did. Matt Barzell's worth 10, 20 more points a season than Dylan Larkin. <laughs> so it's it's it is it is a fun conversation for me to have when I go to work and and people are. I like just, that, uh, but we've already made the argument that we saw nine point five, right? Was that was that the number we landed on for Dylan? Uh, no, you can you can shower the praise this way, bud. I'm the one who mm-hmm. said 10, 10, mm. 10. Now you are showering yourself with praise, despite Barzell being at nine point one five. You think he's got a whole another million to negotiate there? No, well, I'm sorry, a whole another point eight five. Another eight hundred fifty thousand to to negotiate there over the Barzy boy. These are a lot of kids getting these deals, and Larkin is a man, and he leads this team, man. He's the face of the franchise. <laughs> There's no way he's taking some eight mil deal unless he has a horrible agent, and it's just some ridiculous, you know, Tom Brady, New England Patriots. Uh, let me give you a home team discount thing, which I do not advise. Uh, get your bag and get out, son. Got to, got to earn. Um, so here, here's the timeline for this, uh, for this summer. Um, it was started in July. Robert Thomas, Josh Norris signed eight-year deals oof. at eight point one two five million and seven point nine five million, respectively. So this is with uh, St. Louis and Ottawa, also respectively. Uh, in August, Buffalo's Tage Thompson uh, exploded for sixty-eight points. Is how uh, this was put in the Athletic. Signed for seven years, seven point one four million. Uh, September, JT Miller signs an eight-year extension uh, at eight million. Tim Stutzla, eight-year extension at eight point three five million. Who's Nathan that? McKinnon, Tim Stutzla. Thank you. How do you think Jimmy Howard feels about losing number thirty-five already to Billy Huso? Like it, there, there was no romance about it it's like a number 35 came in boom gone anyway <clears throat> i know i have my mic is not that hot but i did fart when he said the name jimmy howard let's continue <laughs> uh nathan mckinnon signs an eight-year extension 12.6 mil that make yeah that makes perfect sense and then matt barzell's eight year at 9.15 million comes in we had a lot of frugal estimates uh, not two weeks ago, man, but not this guy. Not this guy right here. I said, this this guy's going to be getting 10. This market is about to go bananas. And, uh, Matt, the trajectory is is on is on pace. The prognosticator over here. Yeah. Yeah, I like Slowly. I like what, uh, what The Athletic put together because they point out this career points per game mm-hmm. is in favor of one Matthew Barzell. Uh, 0.86, where Dylan Larkin's down at 0.71. Uh, you have Mika Zibanejad, 0.72. Kuznetsov, 0.7. Logan Couture, 0.75. All those numbers, you know, then we then we come to Dylan at 0.71. Um, but what I really like what the Athletic did was created this platform points. Um, and this is when you're talking about your season leading up to this and what are you most likely to look like going into this contract? What do you look like as... Dylan Larkin, the right in the middle of his prime, Dylan Larkin. Points per game, 0.81 for Matthew Barzell. Zabanajad is 0.89. Kuznetsov is 0.72. Logan Couture, 
and Dylan Larkin is 0.97. We could play the same thing with the goals game. Dylan Larkin leading the way. Time on ice. Only Mika Zibanejad. I would say, you know, probably that makes sense. Uh, has more time on ice per game. Age of the contract. We got a Logan Couture at like 30. We got a Zibanejad at 29. And then uh, Kuznetsov and Barzell, 25 and 26, respectively. Dylan is going to be on top of those at 27. This, I think this platform points per game played is incredible. It was really smart to pull this together. And it's one of those things where you kind of look at where these contracts are headed. You look at what a Mar Matt Barzell has been can able you, to do. You look can you at say one more time what was the... What was the platform points again? This is you coming into your season, uh, your contract season, sorry, your contract season, and Dylan Larkin being in the middle of his prime. So this is your prime sort of estimate. Uh, I, sh I shouldn't say estimated. This is the production you actually put out there. Hmm. So it's not, okay, so I just want to make sure it wasn't saying that your, like, your contract here is going to go really well. It's saying, like, would year one of your contract would do really well. Is that what that means? It means while you're in your prime and trying to uh, get to, well, I guess, yeah, this wouldn't be Dylan's contract year. Maybe I do need to reread this because uh, he's still got one more year. Yeah. But yeah, this was supposed to be, this is the mention of contract years and their prime. Being in their prime of like this 26 to 28. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, <sighs> I mean, the way these contracts are coming out, it, it would be absolutely bananas to me if he only signed for seven or eight. Just, like, like irresponsible on his part. Uh, this The cap's going up. He's too valuable to this team. We know what he means, Matt. This, this, it should even be a question, really. Um, should he be a top top earner, a la McKinnon? No. Uh, should he be, you know, probably, uh, you know, two to three million above the next Red Wing? Probably uh seeing as his competition will be you know like Bertuzzi who's next for negotiating um yeah I I don't really see why he wouldn't be like 10 mil I don't know why he wouldn't be that that large of a, a percentage of the cap space yeah and the, I think too like we've talked about like what this impact is from like a and everybody hates it when I bring it up but like from a marketing perspective so I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Like that's the value he brings to this team, and I think, I think it makes perfect sense. Um, I don't know. I get it. Like you don't want to pay him too much, but I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to destroy the Red Wings with that contract. And I. I think too, if we if this contract hasn't happened yet, which goes against what Dylan said he wanted to do. He said he wanted to get this contract out of the way before the season started. So I, I am. Just because of that, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant. It could mean that Steve's going to play some hardball here, but that also means like the two sides don't agree. So that that just means we're going to keep getting a number, and and usually I'm going to say that happens. Um, player's going to get his way, right? It's not like the first number Steve's going to throw out there is going to be the. <laughs> if it was ready to go, it would have been ready to go. And uh, well, we talked we talked so much last season about all right, what is a player like Zadina? What kind of contract is he gonna get because his you know it's up? And he did not score very much. 
Um, he did have some really good stretches, right, where his expected points were really high. Mm-hmm. And they rewarded him with a three-year prove-it deal because it's not very much on the average annual value. Now, Larkin, we've invested. We've we've gotten a second competent goaltender. Um, I've spent a lot of money on my defense. I've acquired basically a second line for you. Um, so we have some depth, and this is not all on your shoulders. So if my defense is a little bit better, I have two goalies that I feel I can trust, and maybe a third if we're talking Kosa. Huh? But if I have a little bit of a team around you, do you want to sign this contract before the season, or do you want to see what kind of numbers you can put up with a real team behind you where we think we can be a fringe playoff team? Like, do you think that, because I don't, I don't think we've seen the best of Larkin, right? I don't think Larkin would say we've seen the best of Larkin. So do you think he would rather, I, I know he said he wants it before the season, but God dang, that'd be such a great negotiating um, chip to put up numbers on this version of the Red Wings. Yeah, you're definitely too, like. Because you know what, Matt? Let me throw in one more thing because I want to hear what you say too. But the um, we have never seen this this poor guy like make a a, like playing a meaningful hockey game. Like, what if he could actually get playoff points this season? That's a good point. Sorry, we had a a dating like a porn app in our chat, so I had to delete it. So I'm a little distracted. But um, <laughs> it was it was like blasting out. <laughs> Check out our dating site. Um, Jared threw out there. We need a moderator. I got it. What's it? We're all set. He's, he or she is gone. Chat 69, everybody. If you want to check it out, it's a chat 69. Chat 69. <laughs> Sounds like something uh, I came up with. Go ahead. No, but uh, what I was going to say was it's a great point because if he's seeing what we're seeing with Lucas Raymond and Lucas just kind of like toying around in the preseason so far, like, yeah, I'm going to hold up. I'm going to show you guys. I'm I'm over a point per game. And I did confirm. the So the platform year is uh, these guys being in the contract year. So they're considering last season the contract year for Dylan because uh, he would have he would sign it this year. So that's, it's more of, it's less of a science and more of an assumption that making okay. it a contract year. Uh, so that's, what's going on there. Uh, Chewy calling out a multitasker. Dan B throws out there would prefer a deal before, or uh, would, would you prefer a deal before or after season? Don't want Larkin distracted in season. Um, I think that's what Dylan was, was sort of talking about when he said, um, he wanted to get it done before the season started. So he didn't have to worry about it, but yeah, I think, I think if they don't get it done before the regular season and I guys, I think our next episode, we're going to be talking about this contract. So just, (laughs) just get ready. Um, if they don't get it done, it won't be done until the season's complete, but I'm going to tell you guys right now, that's my hot take. Uh, by next week, we'll be doing our preview for the regular season, but we will also be touching on Dylan Larkin's new contract. Guarantee it. Unless it's, uh, unless it's a pretty sexy deal that it is up at my number. I, I, I would have waited, but yeah, I, I, 
I, I feel I never feel like hockey play like hockey players. It's like they all have this collective mindset to kind of be, you know, a team guy like for the organization. And you know, they'll say something like, you know, I don't want it to be a distraction. And for me, it's like, man, like, uh, like in baseball, Aaron Judge just set the American League record for most home runs in a season. And he wasn't like worried about a contract now. He's like, no, I'm doing that in the off season because I'm gonna hit a bunch of home runs and be a super duper rich. <laughs> 40 to 50 million dollar a year player like, you're, you've never seen a contract like this before and hockey players are like well let's do what's best for the organization you know maybe i'll take a you know a declining deal for like 15 years and i'll start at three million then i'll go down to like half a mil and you know then i'll have a nice retirement plan and i'll still come out and volunteer you know for the team and coach little little league or something like that and i i I, I am. It's it's just hockey players who have that mindset, Matt. Doesn't I don't you know, think I'm, it transcends to other sports. This is great timing because we're talking about Dylan's like value to this team too, and it's yeah. like we we don't give enough credit to his leadership and his hockey smarts because he just we're on a power play and he gets himself out and I couldn't see who was on Washington, but gets himself out in front of the Washington penalty killer, and they immediately are like caught off guard and they have to pull him down to the ice and. That, now it's a five on three, all thanks to Dylan Larkin. Uh, so, hey, Tuzi puts one in, power play goal. Hey, cool. I got to say, guys, uh, if you're watching this, that looked super duper easy. Um, I How many times did we watch five on threes last year where it just looked like we were passing, uh, you know, between the circles and just couldn't get that play to go? Um, and guess who started it? Albert Johansson. That's right. Oh, I like Mr. Jared. Jared calls it clean. Mr. Griffin himself. Goal. Mr. Griffin. No, come on. <laughs> All right. I do hate this because they give us the feed like from inside. Uh, what's what's Washington's arena called? Um, um, Cap Capital City Arena. I don't know. Oh, that's not Capital One. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't, um, doesn't matter. Yeah. What were we talking about? All right, that power play. Uh, <laughs> how many times uh, we would just see the power play just like have no real direction and they're just passing the puck back and forth. Uh, but Albert got it started. Puck gets down low to Rasmussen and Tuzi set up to just put it away. I mean, it it seemed almost too easy. It seemed kind of dumb. Like, why is it, you know, that should be your set five on three play. It's just throw it down low to the big guy and then Tuzi's wide open to, to dunk it. But um we say it's obvious and it happened never for us last year. Oh, Valeno almost got one, but uh, so close. No I'm cigar. glad he didn't because I didn't want him to point at the camera and go, this was for Mike and Red Wings Rant. <laughs> uh, it is It is pretty cool, too. These uh, power plays are set up. Um, Johansson's on the is is our QB for that uh, that last power play I was talking about and now we've got Edvinson on this one. This is this is fun. We're getting a good look here. I highly recommend you guys do uh they're they're doing the game for free if you head over to uh the Red Wings website. So you guys can all check this out too. And I think with that I'm I'm getting ready to wrap up and I'm going to watch the rest of this and probably grab my son and make sure he's still alive. Check on my daughter. Um yeah, we might right. be kind of light on topics today. Was there anything else you wanted to just blitz through? No, we got the Larkin stuff down. Oh, there was. Um, I mean, it was it was things I'd have to pull everybody's eyes away from uh, from this game. 
Uh, Mike, are you watching Lord of the Rings show? Uh, I haven't. I'm not up to date. Okay. Uh, have you met a sealed door? Yes. Okay. He is I, on the first line for the Detroit Red Wings. That's correct. Um, I don't <laughs> know if everybody else has had a chance to watch the show. Uh, but I think Ketzel put it best that it, it stinks that Ketzel's not here to talk about this. But every time he smiles, I'm I'm expecting a big gap from a missing tooth. <laughs> um, a seal door could be perfectly cast in the Red Wings Iser Plan movie uh, that'll be coming out in about ten years, celebrating our cups. But um, oh my god, <laughs> this guy is incredibly uh, would be incredibly perfectly cast as uh tyler i guess that was it i don't know i don't really have too many subjects i think people are already bouncing from the stream so it's okay that's okay yeah i mean it's preseason. we're waiting on the larkin contract and we're waiting for soderblom to get his hat trick tonight and make his way to grand rapids next week yeah i think uh just to kind of give you guys the tease for next week it's got to be our pre our season preview we're i guarantee we're talking about that dylan larkin contract and uh, we're going to be talking about who made the team. Also, we got to remind you guys, um, I think I have our seats for the Red Wings game. So... And and oh. there's one more tease. Yeah. We're going to be doing a little fantasy hockey with the Red Wings Red Boys. I totally forgot. Yeah, we set up yeah. a league. Um, yeah, that means I got to share. share that right now. Uh, if you guys want to join our fantasy league, we'll sh I'll put it in the chat right now. So you guys just hang on. Now, anybody listening to the podcast, head on over to uh, YouTube. Find uh, the Brothers of Discussion. It'll be in the chat. Um, I'll have that posted for you guys. Is Oh, my gosh. <sighs> where Where is that league? All right. Uh, we're doing that one in ESPN, I believe. Yeah. Uh, are you Soder Bloom and Onions? I am soda blooming onions. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Uh, anybody that wants to join, feel free. Just click on the link there. Um, I'm posting it to... Oh, I guess I posted it to Twitch and Facebook too. But yeah, check it out on uh, on YouTube. Go to Brothers of Discussion. We'll see what uh, you guys look like. And then, uh, and then we'll toss it out to like Twitter and Instagram. But we wanted to give uh, YouTube uh, viewers first, first shot. Uh, Mike, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was going to be a... Is waste of a league at two people. What's the uh, is opening night? Does that count? Is October seventh? What? October fourteenth? Oh, is that there? Uh, I'm looking at a Nashville versus San Jose Sharks. Oh, really? The NHL Global Series at O2 Arena in Prague. Oh, that might be why. Okay, I had, I am not staying in tune with uh. A full league right but now. But I think the there's games on the 12th, October 12th. So we, we probably got to kick this out maybe within the next week. Yeah, so once this gets loaded up, we'll kind of push out some messages through uh, the ESPN Fantasy League. Um, yeah, and I hope, I hope we can fill this out real quick. We, we might, you know, we might adjust here if we only get, like, a few names. <laughs> we'll adjust the team total, but... We'll figure it out. Um, but I hope you guys will join. Uh should be fun. Maybe we'll have uh we'll do a prize from Red Wings Rant. Um, I don't know, we'll we'll decide like 
What's and maybe we'll get some tips to help you uh, help your teams jersey. tank so we can win. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Joe Valeno's finally gonna heat up. It's gonna be a first round, guys. Oh, um, fantasy draft. Yeah, that's what I. I'm. I was improving a scenario a couple months from now where we're like this week, Joe Valeno. I guarantee it. Which was implying that we had gone. Hot weeks, wave of pickup. We'd gone weeks of recommending him. <laughs> All right, uh, catch us on uh, ESPN Fantasy League. Uh, Chewy looks like he's coming aboard. Awesome. Hey, my man. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have we'll figure it out. It's either going to be like a jersey or tickets, or maybe that'll be the option. And if you're in the Detroit area, you can have tickets. And if you're in, and yeah, Chewy, not... that's that's most of what these leagues are. It's just the most creative name actually wins the league. So yeah, you actually get two extra wins if uh, we like your. <laughs> You got to beat Soda Bloom and Onions. So, Chewy, the floor is yours soon. All right. We'll see you guys later. Enjoy the rest of the game and uh, go Red Wings. Woo! Woo!